говоришь ты по-английски или нет, но это слово ты знаешь еще за школы. Эксклюзивное радио на английском языке в Москве. Guys, на частоте 105.3. На сайте capitalfm.moscow. В умных колонках. Алиса, включи радио Capital FM. Хорошо. Радио Capital FM. А также прямая трансляция из открытой студии в Москва-Сити на нашей странице ВКонтакте. Слушай, как хочешь. Слушай, где хочешь. Слушай. Capital FM Moscow. Seasons greeting, folks, and I'm Alan Moore. You're listening to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I almost forgot what to do there for just one moment. We're back in the city studio. So for next hour, we're going to treat you to an hour of pure sports power, the very best on mainland Europe's English language radio circuit. In a moment, Eastlet and one of her Andes, well, you can guess which one, will discuss today's results in the English Premier League. Spartak Moscow's new man, the UEFA... Uh, Champions, Europa and Conference Leagues. Uh, the draws play, take, took place last week. And of course, COVID carnage in pro sports. In part two, we have... Look, we're going to go across to Minnesota to speak with John Nichols. Of course, he is the father of gymnastics legend Maggie Nichols. This is... I'm looking promising. This is one in, in, interview that you're going to wake up tomorrow morning thinking about. Trust me on that. Then, of course, in part three, we have our Big Fat Filthy Quiz. And, of course, at least one, maybe two, maybe three lucky listeners are going to have a chance to, to uh, face off against our faceless heroes uh, in that, in that uh, quiz. All you have to do... Okay, all you have to do is to text or SMS or WhatsApp, hashtag hockey quiz to plus 795-111053, and you will be in with a chance to win two tickets to the Spartak Moscow Salavat Ufa KHL game on Wednesday. Okay, that's all you need to do. Hashtag hockey quiz to plus 795-111053. Okay, so in the English Premier League, lots of matches called off. We know uh, earlier on today, um, Man City, they won well against poor old Newcastle, beat them 4-0. It was a nil-all draw between Wolves and Chelsea. Meanwhile, Liverpool lost a bit of a chance, bit ahead of steam there against uh, Tottenham. Ten-man Liverpool, of course. They were saying it was a thriller, but to be honest with you, uh, well, from what I saw, it was so-so. Harry Kane should have gotten a red card and so on and so forth. Okay, elsewhere, of course, in the NFL, a lot of games being cancelled, including one we're going to speak about in just a moment, um, related to COVID. So it's a very strange one. It was actually brought to my attention by Alexander Zotov. Uh, an interesting one in Belgium, Club Bruges. They're after contaminating their fans because Anderlecht uh, coach, the former uh, great uh, Vincent Company, he was racially abused, his players and staff as well in that game. So it was a 2-2 draw. Uh, the New England Patriots, they lost. Okay, they lost for the first time in 100 games. 99 games had never been held scoreless in the first uh, half. They were against the Colts, so they went on to lose. But still, you know, the Colts, as good as they were, New England are still going to have a, a little bit of a run anyway at the um, Super Bowl. So, going straight across uh, to two men before we go to uh, before we go to Dublin to Eastfield, Cody, who is basically getting ready to go to the airport to collect family. Everyone's, of course, flying in from all around, coming home for the Christmas holidays. Um, Andrew Flint, let's start off right away with some domestic news. Uh, Paolo Vanoli is the new head honcho at Spartak Moscow. Yes, he is. Um, this looks very, very familiar, this appointment. Um, it's an Italian coach who was underneath Antonio Conte twice at uh, Chelsea and at Inter. 
Milan. It's just like Massimo Carrera, who came in and was wildly successful. Um, but the warning signs are there already before the man's even started. Um, he's been given a one-and-a-half-year contract with a one-year extension option, which yet again shows Verdun doesn't trust the guy and he basically wants to save himself on severance pay when, inevitably, he probably sacks Vinoli in a few months' time. Um, it's his first senior coaching job of a head coach team. Anyway, he's done a lot of youth coaching, so inexperienced, short-term contract. Uh, I, I honestly, I know it sounds awful already, but I don't think we're going to see him for the even the length of his, the, the main part of his contract, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I mean, he's, he's very experienced as a player. You know, he's always kind of uh, classed as kind of a journeyman. Mm-hmm. Someone just like, you know, goes around and, you know, loves it for one team, another team. Uh, like, he's had a lot. He's had the best part of 150 games in the Serie A. He's won two Italian Cups. He's won UEFA Cup when it was the UEFA Cup. Um, this is a good player. And he was a good player and, you know, played twice for Italy as well. But also, Andrew, he's had a great amount of experience even as head coach of the Italian under-19 team. And he's highly respected even you know, in, in Italian football circles as being a developer of young players. But is he going to be given the time? You really do think he's going to be gone, like, say, within a year? Well, you see, you make a, a brilliant point there, Alan. He's got brilliant experience at developing youth, but that requires time. And we know, of all people um, who run Russian clubs, um, Mr. Verdun does not have patience and, and that's exactly it if you bring in a guy like this you need to give him a three, four maybe even longer um, year contract to actually implement um, the, the, the way he brings through young players because Spartak do have a wide reach they should be bringing more successful people into the first team they, are, they do have some youngsters who are getting game time Umyara uh, Nail Umyara is having a very good season for example Um but it's sort of, why, why bring in this guy and give him such a short-term contract? You do that for a caretaker manager, perhaps, but I, I'm not sure what to make of it. OK, now, of course, Spartak went down 3-0 uh, last Monday against Sochi. Not, you know, again, Sochi, good team. Vittoria was on the way out anyway. Mm. I mean, it was just a terrible, like, I mean, he was basically, a, you know, he was, he was a, a dead duck, you know, that was it. He was gone. Dead uh, man yeah, yeah, he really was. Um, a lame duck, I should say, not dead duck. <laughs> dead man walking, lame duck. <laughs> I get my, my uh, things mixed up. There you go. It's a Sunday and a lot of snow outside. Um, uh, and snow in the uh, meteorological sense, as in not some other kind of snow. Um, right. Uh, Spartak have ended off uh, in the winter break. They are in ninth position on 23 points. So they are, there's, very, very little hope of them getting into European football and they have a massive run at the start of the, um, the, the spring uh, campaign. Um, okay, one other, well, one other little bit of interesting news. Uh, we'll speak about players who could be leaving Spartak and Lokomotiv very, very shortly. But um, Mr. Churchisov looks like he's going to be the new coach of Ferenc Varos in Hungary. Yeah, this is um, this is a slightly left-field one. Um, although, to be fair, um, Churchisov has been around the block, so to speak. Um, he's managed in, in different countries before. Legia of Warsaw before he took over Russia uh, and was very successful there um, in his short spell. Uh, Ferenc Varos is, is an interesting one because it's very under the radar and I'm actually mildly surprised because I th- you always felt like he had his eye on a return to a big club um, in Russia because he's been seen in the stands a lot. He's often at Spartak Moscow games. Um, I'm not sure what he's going to be able to do at Fedex Vars to embolden his reputation because Hungarian football is very weak at the moment. 
Um, and they're not strongest club in, in Hungary, much their historic name might lead people well, well, hold to believe. On, they, are, they are top of the table at the moment going into the winter break. So they are, they are, they are top of the table. Yes, there are other teams nipping at their heels, but, you know, okay, they, they were relatively poor, I agree, in the Europa League this year. But this is a team that has pretensions on getting into the Champions League group stage. And surely, you know, uh, you know, this is a man who could actually make that happen. Because as you said, he's, he's a very good coach. I mean, I've, I've known him since he was, you know, I dealt with him when he was playing in, in Austria. He's a good manager. I don't trust him, but he's a good manager. Well, he, he is a, he's a very solid and practical manager. And if he's, if he's allowed to just, you know, not, not fly under the radar, it's not the right word, but if he's allowed to just get on with his job, he will, he will get results. Um, if he's backed the way he wants to be, then... Yeah, I mean, if he can get them into the Champions League group stage, that would be a huge step forward, um, and it would be a it would be a good mark on his on his CV. Um, I I wonder I wonder how I wonder what his long term game plan is. Basically, does he really want to be there for a long time? If he does, then it may well work out. Um, but I'm, I'm not I'm not sold on it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's, it's an odd one. Um, okay, uh, we're going to go straight away to Dublin because Eastold Cody is waiting very patiently. Eastold, um, it's it's a solid draw. Uh, I mean, Antonio Conte was having visions of a, of a one nil win. Then, of course, it was stripped away from. Um, should it have been a red card for Harry Kane? Should uh, Spurs have had a penalty later on? If it was, I like to try and put myself in the other side's shoes and. I think so. I think it was a red card for Kane. If it's a red card for Liverpool, it's a red card for Tottenham. And I think there has to be a level of equality in the game. So you can't just see it from your own team's point of view. But my God, it was a brilliant game, as the commentators kept saying, on a weekend when there was nothing else in terms of quality competitions. Okay, so... (laughs) All right. um, Where are we now? Where are we now with uh, this, you know, Spurs team I mean are, are they a team that are going to try and push on a little bit they're in seventh place in the table they have three games in hand on say for example Arsenal mm-hmm. and they're only six points behind now of course they have to win all those games but they're seventh place in the table with a minus one goal difference Cecil I think Spurs are looking good and I think the other factor and I suppose it's not spoken about enough is we saw Deli Ali tonight having a very good game until he was taken off he was unfortunate not to score and I suppose players like him haven't been getting a look in before this. And even if they're only just playing well to get into another team, it's good to see a bit of variety. It's good to see players getting an opportunity. And I think Spurs under Conte will be something that even if we're not getting the rewards we think we deserve, there'll still be a team that's enjoyable to watch, which will be a huge improvement. All right, that is fair. You're, you're very succinct this evening. I must be the Christmas cheer because you're very um, <laughs> calm. I don't know what it is. Um, okay, uh, especially since in Ireland now, you're only allowed to stay in the pub until 8 o'clock because apparently at 8 o'clock, COVID starts. There you go. Um, Look, that's actually sober. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> moving on and continuing with the COVID vein, of course, games being cancelled left, right and centre yesterday. Today, uh, a lot of question marks on as well. Um, Andrew, the NFL had a couple of, let's just say, questionable ones, especially that Washington uh, name redacted and uh, the, Bolt- or, sorry, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Well, yes, I mean, COVID is, is raging its way through the NFL at the moment. So I think I'm right saying there's at least 100 
100 players who've tested positive mm. as things stand. Yes. And the Washington, whatever they're called, um, have 22 players who have tested positive. Um, now, their game uh, has been has been postponed for their upcoming game. So, um, they, they, there isn't really... Well, how do you rearrange a game? I mean, I'm not entirely sure how much time is left because they've already had their... Um, what, I, what do you call the game where they missed the week where they have a game off um, by week. Already had that, so, by week yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure uh, how how they move forward from here um, I mean there just simply isn't time in the schedules ok no it, it, it is so, it, we'll, we'll see what comes of it um, some of their players are yeah, I mean, I know that Alexander Stott was kind of, he said that, you know, it really wasn't fair because they were said that it was meant to be that if you, you know, if you had, if you couldn't fulfill a fixture, you had to forfeit. And a lot of the Eagles fans were up in arms over that. Easel, what would, in, in, the, in a sort of a legal case, would there be a lot of comeback for the Eagles, for example, if they went on and say lost to the Washington name redacted? So I think it's an interesting option because we we have to remember this isn't our first rodeo we had covid cancelling games last year this is something that leagues had the opportunity to look at and make provisions for so we we're seeing this week alone in ireland in rugby a french team um have got basically a forfeit result against an irish rugby club because of the fact that the irish club couldn't fulfill due to covid in the squad however the irish club came out and i think we need to look at this they came out and said how many COVID cases they had and the French club said oh we have less which you would do you're not an idiot if the one team has more and what's happening now is there's going to be a challenge and I think that's what we'll see with teams they'll say show me the evidence of the numbers of players in your squad who are ineligible because otherwise you're forfeiting a game and there are rules in place to deal with forfeiture and these rules exist pre-COVID there are rules in place in most sports to say if a team can't fulfil, let's say, if they don't have enough players to fulfil yeah. a fixture, there's already an existing rule. No, the reason people are up yeah. is because it's about COVID. But these rules existed for when, if an entire team came down with measles, there's yeah. that rule there. But also, also there, there are rules, for example, in lower leagues, uh, like say the, the second tier in England or even second tier in Russia, <laughs> that if you have, I think it's five of your first team squad are on international duty, uh, you can request for a postponement of the fixture. So, I mean, it is there. It's there, it's there like you said, it's there in the laws, but people taking advantage of COVID, yeah, that is, is a question. Next, then on the COVID team, especially in England, um, Jürgen Klopp, a man who's no stranger to needles uh, and with a very sickly squad as well, he started to appeal to people to go out and get their vaccine jabs. Um, a lot of people kind of like laughing about it and some, well, you, you'd think responsible journalists just like buying into it. Um, Andrew, should we be listening to the word of a man who, let's just say, has questionable uh, links with uh, sports medicine? Well, I mean, it is tempting to <laughs> to go down that route. I actually, personally, I do agree with him. I think if the medical advice says the vaccines work, I believe it, um, and I I don't see. I don't see how I can dispute that. Um, there are plenty of people who are violently against vaccines. Have religious exemptions it's a very tricky area um but when you see the vaccination rate in the english premier league is vastly below other european leagues um and the amount of games that have been postponed because of covid um testing it does beg the question exactly why um you see the example of um uh, joshua kimmich uh by munich he's questioned it for months and months and now he's got it and he's going to be out for a few weeks and I, I just, 
I, I, I actually do agree with what he's saying because I think the basic principle is vaccines work. They don't solve everything, but they do improve the ability to hold off okay. a no, disease no, that's uh, spreading uh, like wildfire. Yeah, I think, I think we're all, especially this new Omicron um, strain, which I mean, really, you know, there's a lot of people been hit with it. Uh, Eastold, I'll, I'll, we're going to go in a moment, but I'm going to leave this final word with you. Um, we saw one of your former players, Christian Erickson, of course, drop dead in the field. Sergio Aguero was afraid he quit because, um, you know, he might drop dead as well. Um, uh, as Andrew sort of mentioned to us in, in, in the chat earlier on that uh, Ericsson with a defibrillator fitted he can't you know insurance wise he can't play in Syria um, I mean with this like these heart issues are not related to COVID but um, there is a kind of a, a question mark being raised aren't there? There is and there's a huge concern because long COVID and the long term effect could mirror something sim- similar with heart impact and that is a reality it's also a vaccination for the one in ten thousand who has a reaction that leads to heart related issues which aren't life-threatening but they are there um i think as a sport football needs to do so in france they constantly scan players necks to ensure they don't have neck injuries and that's something that um some high profile players have actually had to leave the game due to and i think in football we need to see them looking for signs of any heart defect and we need to see them doing it en masse across the board these are clubs particularly at Premier League level um, they have the money let's protect players because no one wants to see a repeat of what happened to Ericsson it was a horrific thing to watch and possibly I think one of the most internationally viewed horror moments of the year it was horrific and Oh, great. No, that's, uh, that's enough you said. Okay, listen, on that note, I'll say thank you, guys. You'll be back, of course, with the big, fat, filthy quiz and hope you are... Well, hope Easel is still home because of the flight coming from, from Berlin is still delayed. Um, right, we'll go out right now on a, on a bit of a better note. Um, we're going to go out with Farrell Williams and Happy. Remember, plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three hashtag hockey quiz. This is your last chance because... After we come back from the break, we are going to be announcing who's going to be joining us for the Big Profitability Quiz in part three. So, uh, while I'm getting ready for this and to announce our, uh, well, quiz quizzers, uh, I'll let you enjoy the song and back at this with John Nichols. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций. Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви. Скорее к истории. Реклама 18 ⁇ Welcome back, one and all. Remember to grow your sales, brand awareness, and grab your target audience. You need a great brand ambassador. Match Business Consulting represents the brightest stars in Russian sport who will shine around the world for your business. Okay, uh, in we, we we I will announce um, I, our, our people who are going to partake with us. Uh, Yevgenia, you are in, and also Mohammed. Okay, both of you are joining. We have one more person, and we're, we're kind of they're a bit shy to come in there, but we have two winners already. Okay, so Yevgenia and Mohammed, you are in with us in the quiz in part three. But uh, right away, folks, um, this segment, we're going to have a, a discussion with a person who, um, you know, I have the, the, the height of respect for in any case, um, and someone who, you know, really has, I'll say, has been through the mill. And we, we've heard a lot about heroes in sport, and very often we don't hear those around it, like the support people, the people who are like the parents and so on, and what they went to, through. So I'm going to play a bit of audio before we begin this interview um, to give a bit of context uh, so you understand basically um, where we're coming from. So just if you bear with me one moment, folks, and I'll play this for you. First okay, team All-American in the All-Round in all four events and was an eight-time national champion. I reported my abuse to USA Gymnastics over six years ago, and still, my family and I received few answers and have even more questions about how this was allowed to occur and why dozens of other little girls and women at Michigan State had to be abused after I reported. In sacrificing my childhood for the chance to compete for the United States, I am haunted by the fact that even after I reported my abuse, so many women and girls had to suffer at the hands of Larry Nassar. Okay, that was the voice of uh, Maggie Nichols, uh, one of the legendary gymnasts uh, in U.S. especially in college history, uh, an outstanding um, athlete, an outstanding gymnast who was going to take the mantle of Simone Biles in 2016. And um, then... A lot of stuff happened around that. So to speak about that and also a little bit deeper as well, I'm, I'm really, really delighted to be able to welcome onto the air her, her dad, um, John Nichols, who a lot of people who have watched uh, Athlete A, the, um, the documentary film, award-winning one that, of course, Jennifer Say was on speaking to us about. Uh, he, he, a lot of what he said struck home. Um, John, you're very welcome onto Capital Sports this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Alan. Um, first of all, just to lighten the mood a little bit, uh, what's the weather like up in Little Canada? Well, we're Little Canada, Minnesota. Um, right now we have about two inches of snow on the ground and it's probably 15 degrees outside. 
Okay, now 15 degrees, people here in Moscow think, oh, that's gorgeous because we, we're thinking of no, 15. That's, that's Fahrenheit. That's Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's minus. Yes. Actually, just a moment ago, I was told that it's minus zero in Moscow, whatever that means. Um, John, minus zero. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it, I, I mean, I just, I've given up asking. You know, I've given up asking. We've about, <laughs> we have a few inches and a, a few more centimeters of snow on the ground, but we'll, we'll plug on. Um, John, First question, um, there we heard Maggie speak, and that was before uh, a commission, and uh, she made it very, very clear that, of course, that this knowledge, that this doctor, this, you know, person who was heavily involved in gymnastics and, you know, a lot of social work as well, um, she had reported abuse because uh, her coach, Sarah Jancy, she had sort of told uh, your wife Gina to say that, you know, something's not right. And already in June 2015, they'd reported it. And what happened after that, John? Well, absolutely nothing, actually. Um, you know, we believe Maggie, you know, from the get-go and were behind her 100%. Uh, Sarah Jancy reported to someone by the name of Rhonda Fain. Rhonda Fain reported to Steve Penny, who was the president of USA Gymnastics, uh, we had conversations with Steve Penny uh, immediately. He told us to be quiet, don't talk to anyone. The FBI will be handling this. And so it was my presumption that the FBI was going to handle this. And little did I know, I don't know anything about criminal cases. So I sure did not want to jeopardize jeopardize the investigation so we were quiet and with any meetings we had with Steve Penny over the ensuing weeks we were continually told to be quiet don't talk to anyone FBI is handling it well as it turns out the FBI did nothing for a year FBI was in cahoots with USA Gymnastics. Not just in cahoots, they, John. I mean, there was also Steve Penny, again, as you mentioned, the, the most powerful man in US Gymnastics, offered jobs to FBI agents to get them to go easy. Oh, yes. I mean, they... They talked. They conspired to keep this case in the bottom drawer. They wined and dined each other. Uh... One of the FBI agents was looking for a security job with uh, U.S. Olympic Committee, with, you know, International Olympics. And he basically was promised a job if he would keep this quiet. We were not contacted by any FBI agent until right before Olympic trials in 2016, you know, nearly a year later. The only good thing about that is I was under the impression that Larry Nasser was in jail. I was under the impression that he was in prison. The FBI was handling it. Little, little did I know that USA Gymnastics allow Nasser to, quote, retire from yeah. USA Gymnastics. 
Yeah. You know, he wasn't fired. He wasn't disciplined. He just was allowed to retire. Well, he then returned to Michigan. You know, he abused another 150-plus girls Wait, after in, in, Maggie reported. So in the less than a year, because it would have been, uh, say, before the, the Olympic yes. trials, with April, April yes. I think it was, in 2016, he, he had abused up to and including 100 young girls in that period. Oh, over 100 girls. You know, he went back up to Michigan. You know, he went back to doing what he had been doing all along. I mean, pedophiles don't change. And, you know, they don't change. They, you know, oh, no. I mean, oh, yes, no, no. we do notice no. rehabilitation, excuse me. Um, but I always look at it the same way as with people who are like in, involved with doping and so on. They, that's what they do. They've not, like, That's you know, what they do, yeah. right? Right. Um, John, the, the other, the yeah. other thing with that too is USA Gymnastics did not notify Michigan State of any of the allegations. You know, any of the the abuse that they had uncovered at the training center. Okay. You know, Michigan State. Michigan State was totally unaware. He went back, you know, full force. You know, full privileges. Full access. Michigan State was unaware. He actually was running for the school board of his of his local school district to be to be at the time <sighs> to be closer and have access to younger children, you know, and at the schools. And he also, of course, you know, had and been, all, it, he'd been, and sorry, he was John, just uh, running. He should have been in, you know, in custody, and but he, he was running free. Exactly, and he also had this um, charity that was looking after children with. Down syndrome. So, I mean, again, like yes. the, the yes. children who can't report, and even they can report, you know, try getting that to stand up in court. So, um, oh, oh, right, right, right. You know, the, the, yeah. this, the, these these people know what they're at. That this isn't, you know, um, John. In in spring, okay, in spring uh, two thousand sixteen. You know, you were you were basically, you know, you were told, you know, by Steve Penny. Now, you, you mentioned this, of course, in in um, in Athlete Day. Uh, we'll take care of Maggie. We've got Maggie. But oh, it, he's, he's, he's said that to me yeah. multiple times. So, Don't worry about Maggie. We'll take care of Maggie. And how they took care of her was that um, they made sure, oh. they made sure in the trials in 2016, uh, in April, that everybody was in on, let's just say, for what a better word, the joke. That uh, normally oh. when the oh, yes. leading oh, contenders yes. were there, the parents would be, you know, they would be not just, well, shadowed or they would be interviewed. There would be cameras on them. That's a normal kind of thing, you know, that we see like if it's the, the wife or husband. But at this one, you and Gina were basically almost persona non grata. And even when they were announcing, and I mentioned this to Jennifer Say, when NBC were announcing the results, the you know, one to seven, and Maggie was in sixth place, they skipped her name. They skipped her oh, name, John. Well, well, well. They skipped her. They skipped her. They skipped us before the event even started. You know, in competitions prior to the Olympic trials, we were mic'd up. You know, we had microphones on. We had camera crews. You know, follow us from the hotel to the event arena. We had special seats. Our seats were colored. So the media w w were able to identify us. Going into Olympic trials, there was no contact with us. We were not mic'd up. 
we did not sit with the other families. We did not sit with Ron Biles. We did not sit with Nellie Biles. We did not sit, sit with Lynn Reisman. You know, as we had done in all previous competitions, we were at one end of the arena by ourselves. So we knew at that time that Maggie didn't have a chance. She wasn't in consideration. John, I'm going to ask. I'm going not, to... not, you know, not only did USA Gymnastics know, but NBC knew ahead of time. Oh, listen, listen, th- th- this is the whole thing, John, and this is what these people do better than anything else. Yes. They basically, yes. you know, rub enough mud onto a person that, you know, oh, yes. oh, they're difficult. Yeah. We, see it, we see it in sports, and we, not just in sports, yeah. in life. They're difficult. They're causing problems. Like, we need to move them on, or can you handle them? We can't handle them. Um, John, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask, before we move on to the, the next part, um, I'm going to ask you one straight question. Um, can, I, can I just go yeah, back? Go ahead, go ahead, John, go ahead, go ahead. Because, you know, you mentioned Steve Penny and he's going to take care of Maggie and don't worry about Maggie. Well, he definitely took care of her. You know, we were totally blackballed. You know, Maggie was one of the top in the world at the end of 2015. You know, we had the world championships in Glasgow, Scotland. At the time, Maggie was number two in the world. She was second to Simone Biles. And there was no question about that. Okay. Going into competition, Maggie was not allowed to do the all-around. Oh. In the all-around, that would have put her in the history books for, for that year. But she did not get the opportunity. No. They put others in, others in her place. And there's debate as to that. John. But she she wasn't, you know, she apparently wasn't good enough to do the all-around. But the following day for team competition, Maggie was the only one that did every event. The oh. other events were specialists. Maggie did all of the events, and her all-around score during team would have placed her at silver medal status for world competition. But Maggie was blackballed. Maggie was, you know, throughout the whole year. Um, but that just has to get out there. You no, know, no. I, I mean, I, you know, you know that. Um, you know, I've mentioned like on, on Twitter, for example. I, I I've looked at that and I saw how it was moving because I've I've, what, I've witnessed this in sport and I know how nasty it can be. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm going to ask you, John, just one one question before we move on to the kind of the, the final part. Um, did you believe? Uh, in Steve Penny, or were you kind of, kind of almost afraid to rock the boat to, you know, have Maggie miss out on her dream of going to the Olympics? At that time, I I think we were starting to rock the boat. You yeah, know, I don't think I don't think we were ever afraid of Steve Penny, but you know, up until the summer of 2015, I guess we did believe in him. But as that year went on, we definitely lost faith and flipped to the other side. There's no question about it. But we had to, you know, partake in order to assist in Maggie's dreams. You had to, you but, had to play along to go. I mean, 
Um, you have to play along to a certain degree, but I mean, we were playing along less and less. Yeah, I, as I, time I, went on. I, I, I mean, we were we were attempting to get answers. We were trying to demand answers, but there was there was nothing. John, nothing. I'm, this is something we mentioned before we went on air. Um, people mm-hmm. look at the. Uh, let's just say the survivors, not the victims, the survivors of sexual abuse, like Maggie. Yes. Like, yes. you know, Michaela Moroni and like Ali Raisman and so many, Rachel Dent Hollander and many, many others. Um, oh, yes. Uh, as, a, as a dad, boy and girl, um, and having seen the effect um, on, on you know on, on family structures that one child being abused because you've got three older boys of course uh, older than, than, than Maggie um, how how difficult was it for you as a dad well as a dad I don't know that there can be anything more difficult than than what transpired what is transpiring now you know there's there's so many different things that you would like to do that you're not able to do you fight the battle as best you can but you're fighting against organizations and power structures that have immense resources to fight you back you know we're not only talking about USA Gymnastics we're talking about the United States Olympic Committee and the FBI they knew about it they knew about it they were in cahoots. Um, the FBI, yes. You know, you, you thought that you had faith in the FBI. I mean, that's the top of our, you know, national security. Yeah. And they and they purposefully, you know, filed this under the rug. We went above that and have met with our Department of Justice, which is its own independent branch branch of United States um, government. They investigated the FBI. They found them to be negligent, criminal negligence, criminal offenses, lying to Congress, lying to the U.S. Senate, but the Department of Justice, after their analysis, after their investigation, they failed to press charges. That's if it. you, if you, if I lied, if you and I put something under the rug, we would never be seen again. No. But our no. Department of Justice decided that they're not going to press any criminal charges. And that's where Maggie's testimony came from at the beginning of our conversation. We met, we testified before the United States Senate trying to trying to get the Department of Justice to relook at this because there's so many criminals involved. There's so many people that have had a hand in this that should be criminally charged John, that are still free. John, that are still free. I'm going to ask you a question because 
we have to go through a break right now. Will you stay on for a couple yes. of minutes after the break? And we'll, we'll come back to yes. us. Just if you yes. stay in the line, okay, we're just going to play out. And um, I picked a song yes. uh, called Heroes. And I just, you know, I, I, I thought oh, we would nice. end off our, our conversation on this. But um, just, you know, John, stay with us. Um, we'll be back to you in just a couple of minutes. So we're going to go, uh, I'll just, well, give uh, our, our sponsor a shout out. Even though we haven't finished the segment, so that segment was brought to you by Match Business Consulting, representing the brightest stars in Russian sport. Find your ideal brand ambassador on match-business.com. Back after the break, we're just going to finish off our little chat with John and then, of course, go into our quiz. So, going out with Alesso and Heroes. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Ответственное за решение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey. From the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Capital FM. 6 лет. Этот день рождения мы хотим отпраздновать в хорошей компании друзей. Бренда Quicksilver. И, конечно, вас, наших слушателей. Слушайте Capital. Выигрывайте 6 уникальных сноубордов. А также главный приз. Поездку в Сочи на фестиваль Quicksilver New Star Camp. Capital FM. 6 лет на вершине. 6 years on top. Не является публичной офертой. Okay, welcome back, folks. Um, we just wanted to continue on, just have a, just wrap up our chat with John. Um, John, thanks for staying on the line with us. Uh, Just, I mean, I know it's a, it, it's horrible. I mean, it, it's it's very very difficult to, this, you know, kind of to, to to find words to know what Maggie went through, what the other people went through. Um, I mean, I, you put up a lovely tweet about her getting, you know, getting a, the, sort of the the greeting and the, you know, uh, respect and acknowledgement that she deserves uh, from CNN, for example. Um, she's gone on very well in her life. She's, you know, she continued on. She's finishing up in university. Uh, where is she at the moment in 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 her in her head, shall we say? In her head, well, Maggie has a unique ability, I believe, uncanny ability. She is able to take all of this negative energy from these experiences. She somehow is able to harness them aim them, and then blow her next endeavor out of the water. <laughs> Immediate, immediately after she was blackballed at the U.S. trials, you know, she was planning on going to the... They have a tour of champions following the Olympics that goes around to multiple cities throughout the U.S. She was planning on doing that tour. But right after Olympic trials, she said she was not going to do that. She was going to go to Oklahoma University, and she was going to continue with her gymnastics. Well, she did that. She hit that full force, both feet running, and she became multi-year national champion. She has multiple records, multiple perfect tens. She was able to use that energy to a positive, which I have no idea how this, she does it, but she is able to do it. Good she is arguably one of, one of the best NCAA gymnasts that has ever been. No, legendary, John. And, and I mean, it's, de it's down to both of you as well, okay? Because, of course, yourself and Gina gave an awful lot to her as well to, to allow her to do that, to give her the space. And, and right now, she is coaching the gymnastics team. This will be her second year. Last year, she was a student coach. This year, she has moved up in the ranks. 
they classify her as a volunteer coach, so she'll be on the mat and coaching this year. She also is getting her master's in intercollegiate sports administration. She has multiple projects, including a gymnastics meet series throughout the United States called We Are Strong with Maggie Nichols, and that will be starting in January at Estes Park, Colorado. She has side endeavors. She's designed her own leotards that are now being sold worldwide, and she has multiple other endeavors similar to that. But her her main focus now is coaching and her masters. John, um, before I, I, of course, do the normal thing of wishing you happy Christmas and happy New Year, how are you? Yes. How am I? Yeah. As 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 best it can be. You know, it's a battle. But you know, we're in the fight every day doing whatever we can, however little it may seem. But you know, we have banded together. We have a multitude of survivors. We have an army of survivors who will not stand down. You know, they will continue this until justice has been served. And these survivors, they've been through more than you could ever imagine. Most of them are broken. You know, many are having very difficult times, but they will not stop. They will continue. They will stand up and they will fight these entities to the end. John, um, you, you do not know the, the, the respect and the, the, the prize that as a, as a father I'm sending across you right now. And, um, you know, please give our best wish, of course, to, to Maggie, to the other people who've come through this period. Um, long may not start, stay in prison. Long, like I hope that the other p- criminals who are involved in this are brought to justice as well, no matter where they are, no matter what they do. Um, and thank you for, for your inspiration. I wish you and your family a very happy Christmas and a lovely new year. And I would love, dearly love, if you came back on to us in January and we'll have a chat about the, uh, the brilliant tour that uh, Maggie's putting together. I would welcome that. I sure thank you and and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and and yours. Thank you. John, thank you very, very much. John Nicholas, thank folks. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's, that's a, 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 a tough one, but we got through it. And we're going to go now in just a moment to our uh, quiz people who are waiting online. Um, anyone, if you feel a bit upset by what you've heard or the discussion, you know, if you, if you have lo- watched the movie Athlete A, it's on Netflix, of course, um, you know, speak to somebody about it, you know, if it has triggered something, speak to somebody about it. Don't, um, don't be alone in this, okay? Because uh, the worst place to be is alone 
in such a situation. Um, and I, I say this, I'm in a studio in a, an empty office block in the downtown Moscow, in the Moscow River. Uh, however, we're going to move on and we have uh, our quiz people there. We're waiting for everyone to join in right now. Um, Andy Mack, unfortunately, can't be with us, but uh, I am delighted to say that we have on, um, I can see, yeah, I think that is Mohammed. Yes, I can see Mohammed is there. He has turned his camera on so we can see his handsome face. Uh, Mohammed, you're very welcome. I know Yevgenia is there as well. Yevgenia, you're there with us. You can hear us. Oh, yes. Hello. Super. Okay. And um, uh, Andrew, you are there back with us on Eastlet, of course, as well, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Very good. Okay. So, uh, Mohammed, I didn't hear your voice. You can hear me loud and clear? Yes, Alex, I can hear you. Okay, that is absolutely brilliant. Okay, so um, there are our four contenders for the uh, two tickets today. Of course, uh, we'll, we'll hope in any case that our two uh, local pretenders will uh, win. So we're going to skip the first part because we don't have time. For, um, well, do you know what, actually? Well, I think we will. We will have to play the first one because we'll have to do the first one. We'll just skip the second then go on to the um, multiple choice. So we're going uh, in order uh, of... Beauty, uh, I should say. Uh, Isla's coming first, then Mohammed, then Yevgenia, and then Andrew. So we're all ready, folks? That could have gone very wrong. <laughs> I know. All right, so we'll we'll move along very, very quickly. So you just tell me the sport, bits of commentary, you just tell me the sport, okay? And um, the, well, nationality, shall we say. Okay, so Isla, this one is for you. So sport and nationality. Here we go. If it's loading up now. Okay, Isolt, the uh, national... Well, you can give me the sport first and then nationality. I'm going to say football because I can't hear a single iota of it, but football? <laughs> Very good. Yeah, five points. I'm going with Argentinian? No, it's actually Egyptian. Egyptian, okay. Well, you got five points, so that's oh, not too bad. Pick, wasn't it? Pardon? Was it the Mo Salah? Well, yes, it was, yeah, yeah, the, the, like, reaction to Mo Salah. Okay, uh, next up, uh, Mohammed. Mohammed, this one is for you. Okay, so, uh, I think you might get this, actually. I, I, this is not rigged, folks, but I think you might get this. Okay, so the sport and nationality, Mohammed. Uh, maybe India? Yes, correct, five points for you. And the sport? Maybe cricket. No, kabaddi, kabaddi. There you go. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, that was that was really way left field. Okay, Yevgenia, this is for you. Okay, so again, you have to give me the uh, the nationality or sport nationality, whichever one you want. Okay, so here we go with this one. Uh, I think you you will get this. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so uh, nationality, Yevgenia. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> it's it's difficult. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, uh, maybe it's rugby. Yes, well done, American. well done. Yes, five points, wow. rugby, and the nationality. Uh, American people. Oh, French, <laughs> French. But listen, well oh, done. You got rugby. <laughs> that was that was a real. <laughs> Oh, that was very, very good. It's like what um, Esau does to the dogs: a stab in the dark. Okay, here we go. Um, that's a joke, of course. Uh, all right, so uh, now, finally, for you, okay? So, uh, Andrew Flint, are you ready? I certainly am. All right, so here we go for you. Okay, so here we go. I think you'll know this. A double save. The initial penalty for the was saved 
All right, so it's going to be harder for you. You've got to tell me one of the teams playing. Okay, so it is football, but you could tell me one of the teams playing and the nationality of the commentator. Oh, my word. I thought I thought I heard Aspria there, so I'm just going to say Colombia, but I'm not convinced. No, it's not. It's Watford and Leicester. Nationality of the commentator. Uh, Peter Jury. Yeah, uh, well, England. Okay, all right. I'm going to give you five for that. Okay, very quickly, this is the odd one now because we only have like three minutes left of the show. And of course, remember, next week, folks, we are going for two hours from nine o'clock. We're starting at nine o'clock with a huge 22 guests around the world um, one. So this is the odd one out, KHL. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Isolt Cody, all right. Sochi, Spartak Moscow, Dinamo Moscow. I'm going to go with Sochi because it's the only one not in Moscow, which oh. is a valid reason. Yes, yeah, I, I would, I'd give you a point for that, but it is wrong. It's Dinamo Moscow. They play in the Tarasso division due to play in the Bobrov, okay? So, but one point, one point, you can still win it. You can still win it, these results. You never know what's going to happen next in the Big Five Filthy Quiz. Okay, Mohammed, this one is for you. Dinamo Riga. Okay, so here we go. Dinamo Riga, Red Star Kunlun, and Baris Nur Sultan. Uh, what do you have to do? You, which is the odd one out? <laughs> uh, the last one. Where is Sultan? <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh, there is logic to that. No, it's actually Restar Kunlun. They are the only one that actually is playing away from their city. They're actually playing in Matishi in Russia, in Moscow, uh, Moscow Oblast, because they can't, of course, play in China. Okay. Uh, unlucky moment. Okay, you kept it in there. So uh, the next one, uh, Yevgenia, Chelyabinsk, Yekaterinburg, Ufa. Um, the no, it's actually Ufa. The other two are named. No. Yeah, the other two are named after vehicles, <laughs> tractor and aftermobilist. There you go. Uh, of course, Ufa are, are are not. They're called Salavat. You lie of. Okay, and finally, Isold. I told you you could actually win it on six points. Let's see what Andrew has. Right. Okay, Andrew. Um, Marco Antila, Darren Dietz, and Craig Woodcroft. The odd one out. Craig Woodcroft. Oh, my God, you got it right. Because he is a coach. The other two are captains. They're players. Okay, well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so you have won it. But don't worry. We're going to give uh, tickets, of course, both to Evgenia for being good, uh, good sport and to Mohammed. So two tickets to both of you to Wednesday's game between Spartak Moscow and Salavat Yulayev. Ufa. So thank you all very, very much. And of course, have a very happy Christmas. It's coming, of course, next week before we go back on air. We're back on air on Sunday. So, Mohammed, thank you. Yegenia, thank you. Isolt, safe driving to the airport. And Andrew, uh, take care of yourself there on Monday morning in Tumen. Okay, everyone's, everyone's gone quiet. So, folks, we're going to go ahead uh, with that. So, I hope you enjoyed our show tonight. We're back, of course, at 9 o'clock next Sunday. We have two hours. We're doing a round-the-world massive sports roundup with the great and good of sports, including our very own co-hosts here on Capital 